Hey y'all, thank y'all for joining me in the zone with Tamika and Nicole where we talk all things sports, more specifically football and basketball, my favorites. But yes, you can catch up on your news action, game recaps, everything you need. You can find it right here. We got a good show for you today. I'm ready to jump in and get right into it. So let's go and get into the zone. My favorite series right now, these Clippers, these Suns, this series has been something. These games have been a fight. Now, of course, especially this last game, the game last night, because it was do or die for the Clippers. And they played with sheer determination. Was it perfect basketball? No. Sometimes a team can try so hard to win that stuff just doesn't seem... It's like you're just trying too hard and you're overcorrecting and it doesn't go the way you're wanting it to go. But they played with, yes, just sheer grit and determination, but they were still settled. They weren't panicking. And so it just made it a phenomenal game, especially for Paul George, because all eyes have been on him. He's had to take the criticism, the hits, be reminded that, oh, you, you, you're you Paul George and you've been PG, then PG-13. Then you have playoff P, but then they want to call him pandemic P because of how he played in the bubble last year and the struggles that he had. That's just how it goes in sports. One day, one week, they'll love you. The next, they'll hate you. It's just like I always think of, football I think of Fitzpatrick one week he was Fitz magic everything was working out for him he's a great QB the next week oh he's Fitz tragic it's like he can't win with people so I admired the sheer mental toughness and sometimes I'm sure there's struggles that we don't see but the sheer mental toughness of these athletes to have to be publicly criticized for their craft. Now, we get mad when somebody finds something on our spreadsheet or something at work and criticizing it. And we're just mad about that little, you know, kind of stupid stuff. But to have your life be out there and what you're doing professionally in your craft and to be constantly compared to people I just, whoever the player is for all players, to have to go through that, it's not easy. That's not even counting all the work that goes into them getting to where they are. We think it's just partying and fun and money, cars, clothes. No, it's a lot of work that goes into it. And then your life is on display. But anyway, back to PG-13. I think he stepped up. He's answered the call in the midst of them being down three stars. Because you have to remember, Serge Ibaka was part of this picture. When the Clippers put this team together, Serge Serge Ibaka was was part of that picture that they painted that was going to make this season great and their chance to make it to the finals great. 
So he's out for the season with a back injury and having to have back surgery. Then we have Kawhi with the knee sprain, and we don't know if or when he'll be back. And then we have Zubak, who now is dealing with a possible knee sprain. But he's been doing so good, especially, you know, contending against DeAndre Aiden. Aiden. Of course, Aiden is a monster and only so much you can do, but he has stepped up to the plate. So that was a big piece piece missing last night. But even with all of that, the Clippers are, oh, my God, back at it again, back at it, because they will not go down. They're fighting with sheer determination playing quick basketball, scoring in transition, because the Phoenix Suns has slowed down a little bit. Now, when Chris Paul was out, they played at a quicker pace that helped them a lot. But with CP3 back, I've noticed that their pace has slowed down a bit so that the Clippers have been able to take advantage of this. And Chris Paul kind of, you know, dribbling a little more, a little longer. So we have that aspect And we knew it was going to be a little rough for CP3. Now, he's still been effective. It's not as bad as I thought it would be compared to how some people have looked coming back from COVID. But it wasn't just that. He also hadn't played in 11 days. So even without COVID, it could have been a bit of a struggle for him. So we have CP3. Oh, we also have Devin Booker who... You know, game two, I believe it was, that his nose was broken in three places. So he's been playing mask on or sometimes mask off. But, no, he wore it yesterday. But his shooting, he's still effective as well, but his shooting hasn't been as great. I think that the Suns should be a little scared of the Clippers right now because it's just they're just able to, to pull out they were able to pull out a big one last night just out of sheer determination of not we're not done we're not going down we're not backing down we're who they say we were (laughs) and so I'm so impressed with the Clippers in the game especially Paul George having his career high of scoring 41 points Reggie Jackson coming through and stepping up they're 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 coming together as a team and now that is what'll kill you when they'll get in stride and just have that connection and we got each other that's when you got to be scared you had a little bit of then you have pat bev who's been stepping up especially defensively just you know just playing out his mind you have uh, Boogie, Marcus Morris Sr. You have everybody's doing their part to make, I want to say, to make the Clippers great, even missing Kawhi. So I'm excited about game six tomorrow because it's still do or die for the Clippers. So they still have that determination, that grit that they had game five. But I think the Phoenix Suns may be in trouble if they can't shoot as they've been or shoot um, like they were at the beginning of this series and the previous series, even though maybe it was a little easier for them the previous series because you you swept the Denver Nuggets. Yes, the MVP was on the team, Nikola Jokic, but 
They were also missing Jamal Murray and Jokic had no help. And so now they're really facing a team where they really have to be on point and and be that balanced team that we've said they've been these last two previous series they were in. DeAndre Aiden has to continue to dominate in the paint. Devin Booker is going to have to continue to shoot and CP3 is going to have to continue to to make those good jump shot mid-range shots that he makes. So tomorrow night is going to be, I think it's going to be a dog, dog fight. It's going to be physical because you have the Phoenix desperate to close this series out against the team that's edging them just out of just pure will. And then you have the Clippers that, like I said, they're still do or die. I would love, obviously, to see this to go to a game seven. I think a game seven would be even almost like a playoff. But I'm interested to see what the Phoenix Suns are able to come up with tomorrow and if the Clippers can still just play with that doggish tenacity that they're playing with. Now, they had a rough game, game four, when the Suns won 80, 84 to 80. The Suns beat them 84 to 80. Neither team was shooting great that night, as you can tell by the score. The Clippers had some great looks, some great shots. They just weren't connecting, but neither were the Suns when we look at the the, the analytics. But looking at last night's game, Clippers winning 116 to 102. The series is now 3-2 Suns. But Paul George, like I said, I want to give him his shout out for an amazing night. 41 points. Career playoff high for him. Yeah, Marcus Morris with 22 points. Like I said, everybody came together to to assist the team. It was like a brotherhood out there. Reggie Jackson 23 points. Boogie Cousins. Boogie. Coming through. 15 points. I want to say it might have been a career high for him. Not sure. But if they can continue on this road down this path and continue to just be that cohesive team, I think the Phoenix Suns may have to worry a little bit about that. But let's take a look at what the Suns brought to the game. Miles Bridges, five points. Devin Booker, his 31 points. Chris Paul, 22 points. Cameron Johnson also having a great game defensively, and he scored 14 points as well. So Phoenix has something to work with too, but right now it's looking like the Clippers could dominate. But we'll see how that plays out tomorrow night in game six. So I'm looking forward to it. So don't miss that game tomorrow. So the land so the Atlanta Hawks started out this series hot, right? Between the books. They came out swinging, confident, taking them on game 1 and beating them. That's when Trey had the big 48-point night. Hawks beat the Bucks 116 to 113. It looks like they were on a roll. But I did say in the fourth quarter that the Bucks seemed to have found an answer for Trey Young and we would see how that would play out if they 
had an answer to kind of shut him down a little bit. Um, but in that first game, Trey Young was was doing his thing. He was shimmying. He was frigid air, ice tray. He had an ice box where his heart used to be. He was so cold, so cold, so cold. And then we get to game two that took place last Friday, and the Hawks might have been just a little too overconfident as the Bucks blew them out 125 to 91. The Atlanta Hawks were down as much as 40 points. So Trey Young comes out the game early cuz there was no coming back from that. They they were they had dug too deep of a hole. It was no coming out. So Trey Young is sat out, he rests and just shout out to the Bucks for doing their thing on Friday night. You have Giannis, who had 25 points, Lopez, 16, Drew Holiday, 22 points, and Chris Middleton with 15 points. But we've seen teams, when it comes to series, where there's that odd chance of that blowout game. We've seen this in previous series over the and just over the years and just with basketball. Teams are usually able to kind of shake it off because – Hey, at least you have another chance, you know? You can you can fight another day. So with the Atlanta Hawks be able to shake that off and step up to the plate when it came to game three. You had Trey Young who twists his ankle, does something to his ankle because he steps on the ref's foot <laughs> out of all people. You got to be careful of your teammates, the opposing team, and the ref's foot, feet, and body as well. This is horrible timing for the Hawks because they're saying Trey Young is a day-to-day decision and questionable for tonight's game four. That is the last thing the Hawks need, especially after being blown out game two and then they lose this game three where Trey Trey's ankle gets hurt. Bucks win game three, 113 to 102. And without Trey tonight and then you also have Bogdanovich out with a knee he's optional he's also day-to-day and questionable to play tonight now I believe it'll be a situation because it's critical timing that as long as they're them playing isn't going to cause just more or a long-term damage it'll be a situation where like James Harden came into play yeah he wasn't 100% but they knew they didn't have a chance without him being on the court I don't see the Atlanta Hawks having a chance without Trey Young on the court so if he's out tonight then that could be lights out tonight you know as far as the game for the Atlanta Hawks and they're gonna have a hole to definitely dig themselves themselves out of and I don't know who will step up in Trey Young's place if he's not able to play. But we do have to give some shout-outs for the Bucks for their win um, this game three, beating them 113-102. Because Giannis had a great game, scoring 33 points. But Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton had an excellent game, scoring 38 points. So I'm sure this is... Him coming through the way he did helped them to edge the Hawks 
for this win. And as far as the Hawks, we have Kevin Herter with 11 points, Collins with 13, Trey Young still with 35 uh, 35 points. But yes, you know, Herter has been able to have some great games and score in the 20s, but I don't see who can step up and replace Trey Young if he's not able to play. Gallinari um, also had 18 points. So I guess what to look out for tonight's game with the Bucks and the Hawks series is the status of Trey Young. Will he play? The status of Bogdanovich. And does Nate, does Coach Nate McMillan of the Hawks have an answer? Does he have a solution for what he's having to deal with? But, man, just you can't say poor timing when it comes to these injuries, especially being in the conference finals or just being in the playoffs, period. You work so hard to get there and to not to be able to to play over something you can't control is just tough not for these just these players but their teammates and the coaches and the plays that they've worked on and the practice and when you take that person out it just messes everything up so I'm interested to see if Nate McMillan as a coach you know what he can do there's I know there's only so much he can do but just trying to come up with the best plays and things to do defensively and to see if Trey Young will be out there tonight. But game four tonight, Atlanta Hawks Bucks is tonight. So we talked a little bit about the show on HBO, The Shop, where Tom Brady and LeBron were talking and you know, I know we talked about last episode, Tom Brady saying, you chose that mother bleep over me. Now the conversation is, who's the greatest, who's really the GOAT, you know, between LeBron and Tom Brady. LeBron's argument was more that, hey, I have to play both sides. You know, I have to play offense and defense, running up and down the court continuously doing both jobs whereas you Tom you only have one job and Tom Brady's answer is you're right I can't hit block I definitely can't run we know that Tom (laughs) but he at least he knows I can't run but I can throw the bleep out of the ball and I'm like again why are we comparing when everybody Needs to stay in their own lane and be great in their lane. Make a name for yourself. Football and basketball, apples and oranges, totally two different sports. Yes, LeBron was right in the fact of football. I mean, basketball is more fast-paced, continuously up and down the court, back and forth. Football is more spurts. It's down by down, possession by possession, play by play. There's... So many breaks and timeouts because um, they go hard in spurts. But the hits that these people, that these, I'm sorry, that these players are taking from men that are huge, the hits that Tom Brady has taken 
compared to the hits, you know, LeBron is taking. It's two totally different games. Tackling, being tackled. Now, I know that basketball can get physical as well. You know, you you going down in the middle, you're going to get hit all kind of ways or elbowed. or So I do understand that. Nose get broke. Uh, eyes get poked and scratched and bleeding and, you know, hard, falling down hard. So I know that happens in basketball, but my point is that it's just two totally different things. So everybody stay in your own lane and be the GOAT in your lane and quit trying to – everybody's trying to figure out who's just the best of all time. Is stop. LeBron has a team and depends on a team. Tom Brady has a team. And really depends on his team, especially his offensive line and his left left tackle. So is a GOAT really somebody that is in a sport to where they're playing by themselves? So is a tennis player more of a GOAT because they're out there by themselves? Serena Williams or a golfer or a gymnast or a track are they really great then? Because they don't have help. So the point is, all these sports are different. Everybody is great in their own right, even within a sport. You want to compare LeBron and Kevin Durant because of the Brooklyn Nets losing. KD is more of a shooter. LeBron is more of a just has that dominating presence. Yes, he shoots, but he also distributes the ball. But to me, they're both still great in their own right. We're all different. There's going to be things LeBron can do that KD isn't as great at. There's things that KD is great at that LeBron isn't so great at. Then you can add everybody else that you want to. Steph Curry being a great shooter. So, to me, it's just all apples and oranges. Let the comparison comparison grow. Play your game and let everybody else do that talk. Just play the game that you play. And whoever's great, just let it be said amongst media, amongst fans, but these conversations and just in the professional world and who's great and now KD's mad because Scottie Pippen's or what Scottie Pippen said, we'll talk about that Thursday. But if everybody would just play their game and quit with these comparisons because it's just it's subjective at the end of the day. Hey you, I just wanted to take time and thank you specifically for taking time out of your day to listen to my show In the Zone with Tamika Nicole. I hope that you're enjoying the sports topics we're discussing, the series and game recap stories, trying to keep you up to date on everything you need to know sport-wise, specifically football and basketball. But if you have any questions, comments, ideas, thoughts, or anything you want to be shared to discuss, hit me up at TamikaNicoleZone at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. 
But I also need your help if you can share my podcast, even with one person you know that loves sports, your homeboy, homegirl, anybody you know that needs to be kept up to date on what's going on in the sports world. Please share my podcast. Also, you can subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can find me on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Breaker as well. Thank you again for your time. Hope you have a great rest of the day.